Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Early Bird CBD studio in Austin, Texas. Joined most times, as most times, by my co-host, Sally Young. Sally, how are we doing? Well, as you know from how I just told you five seconds ago, I'm not in the best mood. And you want to talk, talk it out? or Maybe. I didn't even want to say it because I, I catch a lot of flack for being in a bad mood. You do. Um, but you're going. Th- you're in a wedding I'm going planning through some phase of your life, and it can be shit. stressful. Yeah, and it's gotten the best of you today. Um, between studying and then also um, traveling a lot, which I shouldn't complain about, and wedding planning, I'm about four or five seconds away from eloping. Like, okay, real, real close to doing. You're not it. gonna do that though. I. Want to so bad though, but it's all gonna get worked out. It's gonna get worked it's gonna out. Happen how it's supposed to work out. I'm gonna turn this frown upside down. And We're gonna get it done. And then when the day comes, it's gonna be so great. And then, then it'll all be behind you. All the planning and the stress will be behind you. And you get to wake up next to Wilder every day the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good for you. Yeah. What a treat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hey, I'm, a, I'm happy now. I have a question for you. Uh huh. Um, I just played the, the intro for the, the first spooky season episode. Uh-huh. What'd you think? Well, it made me happy how happy you are by it. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're still, I could just catch you giggling to yourself over sometimes there. Sometimes I it. try not to laugh too much when we record because I feel like I do. Sometimes it's a little too much, uh-huh. but I just couldn't help myself this time. It, it Everything just got me. Are you good. just going to put the spooky season intro like on a loop while you just like run or something to pump you up? It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah. How long? So y'all only play like a section of it and it, probably a section of our intro. How long are the actual intros? Do you have any idea? Like, are they like a minute long if we had to like play the whole track? I think the one that, mm-hmm. that we, yeah, about a minute because it actually ran out. I didn't play the whole intro for you, but it actually ran out. Uh, when we were recording earlier. Maybe that's something else should re- faded out. release on Patreon is just like the whole track to like the circling back and the mail-in and blah, blah. Just drop the beat on there? Just drop the beats and then people can just play them on repeat. Maybe. People would like that. Just an instrumental. What was the what was the Bachelor one? Did y'all have one? No, we, no. Did, we just used the same circling back but one. But at a previous oh. company, you used to use the music from the Bachelor, like a, right? Like yeah. I used the actual music but like I remember the first couple of times he put the whole thing in and it went on for like three it minutes. It was a really long it one. It dragged. It was there was like no editing done. He just like <laughs> inserted the file. That's uh, that sounds like Micah. Yeah. Uh speaking of the guy who the, the maestro of that intro and the producer of the spooky season podcast, what's up, uh, producer Dave? Hi. How's Good it going, afternoon. man? Uh it's going great. We had fun with that episode today, didn't we? Yes, I can't recommend it enough. The people seem to be enjoying it, too. They can find it on the Circling Back podcast feed. I'm sure they're already subscribed to that, but... if That's you the want, only one that's going to be on that feed. That's the however. only one, because it's transitioning over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Circling Back Podcast on the optimized tier. And let me tell you, once we get behind that paywall, it's only going to get spookier. Yeah, no rules back there. <laughs> We can we can do the I stuff mean, that was too hot. Is this entire for... podcast just going to be a, like a hype podcast Maybe. for soup, spooky season? We're, we're three minutes in. Chill out, Sally. Okay. okay. I'm just. Some people want their questions answered. So. Well, we'll get to that. Before we do, though, the hotline number is eight 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 three six two mail. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five. You can also write in 
at the link in the Twitter bio, and that's at Malin Podcast. Anything else we can get off your chest before we get into it? We have, I believe, seven questions today, three of which are voicemails. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. The first one was the first one. It is a voicemail. What's up, team? Patrick from Maryland. Got a quick would you rather for you guys. Would you rather never upgrade your phone again or never upgrade your car again? For the uh, sake of discussion, we'll say if your phone is broken beyond repair, you can replace it with the same one you already have, but you can't replace it or upgrade it. Okay. Does he sound like he was saying phone like Connor from The Bachelor? He kind of upgrade your phone. Okay. Frat dude, Cali draw. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. For some reason, his. Infiltrated the state of Texas. All right, either you can, but also infiltrated Maryland. If Maryland, from Maryland. Okay. You either never upgrade your phone again, or you never upgrade your car again. Quick, quick clarification. Um, I'm assuming the same like thing exists for the car. Like, if your car breaks down, you're able. You got to replace like, it with like the same exact model right, year. Right, everything. right. Okay. And same with phone. Um, I think. I would never upgrade my phone again. I, I yeah. Okay. Because, um, I don't know. You could make it like you could be like oh, the old phone guy. Like that's a kind of like a funny thing that, about you. Like oh, he has a the iPhone from two thousand nineteen, which is still a very capable phone. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. in thirty years though, it's going to be just totally obsolete, but still like it does everything I need it to do right now. What if you become classic car guy? I just, I enjoy new cars too much. Right. You know, like in the, in the technology in cars that it's coming out, like with the, you know, the autonomous thing coming out and uh, all electric and all you that. Just like, don't want to be left behind. Car, yeah. I don't want to be, be left. I don't want to be like while the only, per- has- only person with a driver's license. And everyone else is just like, and a driverless car is just chilling all the time. That would stink. I This one was really hard. And seeing as that I literally upgraded my phone yesterday. Like I have the brand new I heard, iPhone. I heard you got the new one. Uh, which has a really nice camera on it. You could argue the same thing for your phone. Because essentially the phone is going to replace your computer at some point. I think. Like maybe not for you. But for me who doesn't have to get on the computer that often. Mm-hmm. My phone is essentially a computer, a camera, all the things that I need, all the apps, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And right now, I have an older car, although that doesn't mean that I don't want to replace it. But I think, I think I'm going to go with never replace my car again. Either way, this sucks. Either way, it sucks. Because as a person who, I don't feel like I have a lot of like people in my car very often, but... Once you have kids, like if you're stuck with your same stupid car and you can't fit people in the car, your kids, like that sucks. Like what if you want to upgrade to like some captain seats or, you know, whatever <laughs> with, with like some TVs in the back for your kids to watch? I I mean, right now I my answer is phone, but when I have money to buy a new car, like I'm going to upgrade to a new car. So, you know, this one was hard. Dave, do you have an opinion? I would have to upgrade my phone again. You have to think that with the at the rate that phones have advanced in the last decade, it's mm-hmm. only only going to get crazier. And I do a lot of work on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have apps on my phone. So if I was stuck in 2019 
and it was 2025. I have to think by then, like, these damn phones are going to read my mind. But phones of today, how much different are they actually than phones of 10 years ago? Do you remember, what did you have in high school? Did you have a... I'm not talking about high school. I had the Nokia brick. 10 years ago. In 2009, we had had iPhones in 2009. We had iPhones, and they did not do very much. They, They did. They played music. They took pictures. They had... Internet and email. Do you and apps. remember the first iPhone? Okay, so that was two thousand seven. No, we've had upgrades in phones, obviously. Yeah, but as far as just like pure capabilities, it hasn't come that far. Okay, well, what I'm saying is, my car that is ten years old has just as many capabilities without Fair. like less luxurious items Fair. in it. And I agree with Dave. Like, think about where we've come from. Like the razor flip phone to what our phones do now. Like my phone, I think can like play HD video, like videos on it for hours on end. Like when the first iPhone was released though, if you would have told me that in 2019, I would be holding this phone right here. I'd be like, that's a little underwhelming. Like it hasn't advanced so much. Like it's faster. Obviously it looks cooler. The screen's bigger. Camera's better. Better camera. But it hasn't hasn't advanced like, I would, Siri. I would have expected more. I never use Siri. Well, I'm just. I'm <laughs> I don't either. No, I don't think anybody over like under the age of fifty uses Siri. But okay. I. You know what I mean, though. I'm just saying. I think. Uh, maybe maybe Dave and I are wrong, and we're going to be the only two people without self driving cars in thirty years. But I can't wait till everyone has one of those, dude. I'll just go public transportation. Yeah, I think going green anyway. I man. think eventually no one's going to own cars, and it's just going to be like well, that's going to work. It's really going to be well an autonomous me. Uber service, basically. You need to get somewhere. You just order a car. It shows up, not a driver in it, takes you where you need to go, and then it goes and picks up the next person. No I was talking gonna- to someone this weekend, and I cannot remember who it was, but they were talking about how they think that in the future. Oh, it was it was one of the people I work with. In the future, no one is going to own a car and we're all just going to use Uber. And I was like, I think you can say that for certain cities because mo- like people who live in New York and Chicago don't own car. Like I, I have a lot of friends who just don't have a car up there with them. I think that's true, but this but, is all going to be autonomous. No drivers. Yeah, but like there is something to be said for like having your own car and not having to wait or like. But think about the unnecessary cost of a car. Right, so that's what one. this guy was saying. He was like... At this point, for some people, it's cheaper for them to just order Ubers than it is for them to have a car payment. Which, when he said that, I was like, oh, you're actually right. Yeah, I looked into that. It's less convenient, though, of course. Yeah. It's nice to be able to walk outside and hop in your car and go wherever you want. And exactly, that's the point. And call I think someone up. I think for people, especially if you live in a city like Austin where it's like not super walkable, then owning a car is a lot more important because you have to go longer distances to get places. And I think... You'll be able to, like, say you go to work at the same time every morning. So you get in your car at 7.30 every morning. You can schedule, a, like, a car to be outside every day for you at that time. That's what he was saying. So you get out of the shower, throw your clothes on, grab something yeah. to eat, and then, boom, you walk outside, and the, the driverless car is just waiting to take you to work. That's the future. I'm telling you. That's the future. Watch. Guys, can I interject real quick? Please do. Fellas, ladies, not only is it spooky season, subscribe, <laughs> it's also pumpkin spice season. The leaves are crunchy. The breeze is crisp. Yeah. Onesie season. Hell yeah. Officially fall. Like as of yesterday, right? Like first day of real fall. First day of fall was was yesterday. yesterday, Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's here, man. 
Great. Couldn't get here soon enough. And that means it's also me undies season. It's the softest undies in the world, and they know a little thing or two about getting cozy and cuddling up, okay? Uh, right now, I'll be honest, I'm wearing the T-Rex ones. Are you? I am wearing the T-Rex. They might be my favorites. Yet. What are you wearing? Let's see. Well, I just got the solid black ones on right now. That's a classic, though. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna slide into the T-Rex ones probably sometime this week, though. Cool. Let me know when you do. I will. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Me undies, undies, when they say they're soft, they mean they're softer than the foam on top of your pumpkin spice latte. Oh, man. They're softer than your favorite hoodie, softer and cozier than drinking a warm mug of hot apple cider, softer than fall things. You get the idea. Check it out. They've got all these prints, new ones from sizes extra small to 4XL. Dylan, are you doing the extra small? That's no. a little joke. I like to put jokes in these. That's a little rude. but You're bigger than me. That would make that, you know. Like size speaking. Um, you got different prints, colors, styles. They just introduced five new silhouettes with the feel-free collection for women. Hello. Designed with every body type in mind and a feather light waistband for you to feel free. Undie exhaustion, be gone. They're dropping new prints every Tuesday. Dylan Surrey just went off. He said he never uses it. That was weird. The prints are fun, but they got the classic colors too, like Dylan's rocking the black. I've got some burgundy ones or maybe like a maroon that I think are underrated. I don't know. They're great, man. I like to mix it up. Right now, you can get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee at MeUndies.com slash mail-in. Again, 15% off your first pair, MeUndies.com slash mail-in. Check it out. Thank you, Dave. Let's jump into the next question. Good morning, Dylan, Dave, and whichever member of the extensive young family has decided to join us. That's rude. It's It's Sally. I'm the main one, okay? (laughs) I could have just read Sally, but it's... Recently matched with a girl on, insert whatever dating site sponsors you. We don't have one yet, do we? Not yet. Okay. Looking. Looking for one. Brett, get on it. That I'm Okay, so he recently matched with, he or she matched with a girl that he, he or she met several years ago. At the time, I had a girlfriend and thought she was an absolute smoke, but obviously didn't make any advances towards her. Fast forward three years, and I take her out following the dating site match. Upon seeing her the first time, I see that her pictures online are extremely deceiving and she has put on about 40 pounds. <laughs> she was extremely petite to begin with and is by no means fat, but it ain't what I was expecting. She keeps saying how it was relationship weight. She plans on losing it, but I'm not sure if I can wait for her to return to her previous smoky state. What's the move? I feel like this is a pretty common thing in the dating app world what people misrepresenting themselves absolutely okay if you think about it like think of about someone's instagram Mm -hmm. and it's like the best pictures of themselves right and it's not usually an accurate representation of how they look in real life now think about a dating app where you take the best of the best of your instagram right so it's like the top tier version of yourself uh, a couple times over and uh you know all the editing the face tuning and the the filters and all that stuff going on. Um, I think this is a pretty common issue in the dating app world. Uh, people show up to a date not knowing exactly what, you know, that person looks like and they're underwhelmed. Okay. Or they, you know, they put on weight. So what do you think he should do about it? I think he just moves on. I don't know. I mean. I kind of agree. So here's the thing. Like. I want to say I'm sure she is pretty no matter what weight she is and we should all support, you know, okay. 
everyone's bodies. But I also think dating, a big part of dating is being attracted to somebody. Of course. And so if you are not attracted to her in her current state, then move on. Also, I think it's the last part was really weird to me. I feel like we're, she's explaining herself, like saying that it was a relationship weight and that like, she's planning on losing it. Did they have like a conversation? Like, was she like, Hey, yeah, I've put on 40 pounds. And also let's not forget 40 pounds. Well, he's known her for lot. a while. He's known this girl for a long time. So he used, she used to be really hot and now she's heavier. Okay. What I'm saying though, is if you ran into someone that you hadn't seen for three years and maybe you had gained 40 pounds, mm-hmm. would that be the first thing you explained to them? Oh yes. For sure. Like, yo, I know I don't look like I used to, but uh, I'm working on it. Like, I would absolutely get out in front of it. Okay, see, to me, that puts out, like, an insecure vibe. Like, not from you, but I'm just saying from her. Like, maybe maybe that's not something he also wants to be dealing with. I don't think it's an insecurity vibe. I mean, it's... I just... I feel like... Just I like, don't know. Let's just address the elephant in the room. Like, yeah, I've gotten fat. Right. Let's just talk it well, out. I don't know. I know. But, you know what I mean? But also, like, I don't know. The, the whole thing is a little weird. I also think, like, 40 pounds is a lot of weight. Yeah, like, I think, like, starting a relationship, I don't think you get into it, like, waiting for that person to, be, <laughs> to become more attractive to you. Right. Either you have the initial attraction or you don't. You don't just, like, wait it out. Right. I mean, and unless if, she just has, like, the most amazing personality of all time and... And you, know, you want to and, and then it shouldn't matter. You want to play like the long term, you, you yeah. know. But I also don't. Yeah, it's kind of weird to like get into a relationship and be like, so like, I'm just waiting for you to get that boob job. So yeah, like, it's like, yeah, like I'm. You don't start relationship. Like ex- you don't start a relationship being like expecting okay. the end product to be like down the line sometime. Yeah. If anything, you start a relationship are most attracted to them and then are okay with the fact that they're just going to exactly. slowly decline in attractiveness. Which we all do. Which we all do. Yeah. I'm getting better with age. Not really. Same. You like are. fine Dylan. wine. You look great. Oh, Sal. Your beard is getting a lot better. Is it really? I'm I mean, so self-conscious about it. I don't know it. if it's getting a lot better, but I'm. it's growing on me. <laughs> Same goes for Will. Like I cannot deal with either of y'all going back to like bareface. I've seen, right. I've known people who have stuck with I the worst beard. I think okay. it's filling in more. Okay. Well, yeah. that, may, that makes you feel better. Did you have surgery done? Did you get plugs? No. Okay. Yeah. It is a little bit longer than than I typically keep it. So it looks fuller than normal. Maybe I should just keep it at this length. Maybe. Maybe that's my deal. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. What's up, team? I'm trying to figure out if this is a trash move. Just got invited to a destination wedding in the Keys. The real kicker is the wedding is on a Tuesday afternoon. It's not too far of a trek for me as I live in the southeast, but I'm obviously going to have to take off work. But do I make a vacation out of it? Would love your opinions. I don't think this is very difficult. I've never heard of a wedding on a on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday before. I've Ever. heard of it on a Thursday before. Okay. But never a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so it's a destination wedding on a Tuesday. The, the only, only option. time it's acceptable, sorry, side note, to have a wedding on a random night like that is if it's like New Year's Eve. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call this a trash move. I agree. On the, I think it's a trash move. The bride and groom's part. Um, but if you are gonna go, 
you have to make a vacation out of this. It's on a Tuesday. Yeah. We're going to do fly in and fly out the, the same day. Like you can't do that. You're already going to have to take off. You take off that Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Take off Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and make like a, a three or four day vacation out of it. Go up Friday. Get the weekend and yeah. weekend through Wednesday. That's a long trip. Or you What's go up on Tuesday, the day of the wedding, you just take the rest of the week off. I just, th- I just think you do, um, you do Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's five. That's a long, that's a perfect vacation. Yeah. I actually don't mind what the bride and groom has done here because I think a lot of people are going to do just that. Take some portion of the week off, right? And do a vacation. And so it really doesn't matter what day you have the ceremony on. A lot of the destination weddings I've been to, um, they do multiple, multiple events. Like each night there's something different going on. Um, usually everybody's invited to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, don't, I think it being on a Tuesday, there's really no time on vacation. Like time kind of doesn't matter. Right. But here's the problem with destination weddings. You are, and as somebody who's about to have a destination wedding and as is Lily, you are somewhat forcing these people to take work off for you take a vacation that maybe they weren't planning on taking in the first place. Yeah. So if you are having one in a location that's not your, I mean, people are gonna have to travel for weddings anyway. Like Will and I, even if we were having it in Austin, a lot of our friends would still have to travel, but you're assuming that they're maybe just going to take off like a Friday or whatever, and then go Saturday, Sunday. If you have it on a Tuesday, you're ensuring that people have to take at least two yeah. days off work and then hoping that they make a vacation out of it. For me, I'm like, that's not super considerate to your guests, just being like. Well, like like I've said several times before, the more hoops you make your guests jump through to come to your wedding, or like the more difficult it is, like if it's across the other side of the globe or, right. or if it's on a Wednesday or something like that, the less leg you have to stand on when expecting people to show up. Right. You know what I mean? So. You know, if, if you're getting married on a Saturday in your hometown, you expect most people to want to go. Right. But if you're getting married in Tanzania on a on a Wednesday, you can't you can't get mad at someone who doesn't make the trip. Yeah. So exactly. you can miss out on stuff like this. And they they actually expect a lot of people to not show because of that. Mm-hmm. So don't either way, don't worry about it. But I do think it's slightly of a trash move to get married on a Tuesday. But it's it's a trash move, but his move is definitely making a vacation. Yeah, day. absolutely. If you have the vacation days to spare. Man, so. in, in your like mid to late twenties, a lot of your vacations are just gonna be planned for you because a lot of it is is wedding situation right. stuff. We all we all go through it and it kinda stinks. I mean they're fun, obviously, but you don't get to plan your own stuff. You kinda just go where I kinda feel the you. same way about people doing it on holiday weekends. It's like Yeah. Maybe I wanted to do something for yeah. this Memorial Day, yeah. but instead I'm doing this. But then again, like I said, if you get married on a holiday, expect not as many people to show up. That's true. Good point. Good stuff. Before we get into this next voicemail, can I address you guys and talk about movement? Please do, Dave. Great. Let me ask you a question first. How much time do you spend in front of your digital screen? Honestly, way too much. I think my screen time on my phone right now is like five hours a day, which is You've been on your phone this entire podcast. Well, I have to look at the rundown. Oh, okay. Not just like I just saw you closing out apps over there, though. Well, I know. Look, you need the blue. You need the blue light blockers. I do I'm have the blue same, light blockers. I'm the same way. I'm on it all the time. I do a lot of work on my phone, and that's why I started wearing Movement's Ever Scroll Blue Light Filtering Glasses. They're built to protect your eyes from blue light that's known to cause eye strain, discomfort, and poor sleeping patterns. 
Um, One dude, of the cool things about these is they they're just like the regular frames that you can buy, like their sunglass frames, and they just swap the lenses out with the with the, uh, the and blue they're, light blockers. Yep. They're fashionable. I actually got several comments on mine when I wore them last week, and they are fashionable. And they don't have like a lot of these have the yellow tint and the lens. Mm-hmm. Mine these. are just clear. You can't you can't look dope in the, the yellow tint ones. Yeah. You look dope in these, and also they promote sounder sleep. They'll elevate your mood, lower stress hormones, improve focus and mental clarity, and sharpen your vision. The frames are great, like you were talking about. The average person's going to spend like seven hours a day in front of a screen, like on their lappy, on their phone. That's just too much. These blue light glasses, they help us change our habits so that we can keep up with a changing technological world right now. You can go to mail in, oh, I'm sorry, movement.com slash mail in. That's MVMT.com slash mail in. Get 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Again, that's movement.com slash mail in. The blue light filtering glasses, they start at like $65. Yeah. That's super cheap. Very reasonable. For such a cool looking frame. So I was actually, I really wanted to wear glasses for a while and I considered just getting some like regular frames with like whatever. Nothing lens in it. The, the John Duda special. Yeah, the, doing the John Duda. And then I got these, and now it's a double whammy because I get to pull off the glasses look, and they're like blue blockers. So when I was studying and stuff on the plane, I just was protecting my eyes at the same time. It's very solid. Same. Join the movement. Let's do the next voicemail. Dylan, Dave, assorted other co-hosts. Um, Recently, I went to a little spa day with one of my boys. I was down in Savannah. And, uh, you know, we hit the spa before the rest of the fellas showed up. And honestly, first time I've done it, it was amazing. Uh, I got a manicure, got a facial, got a nice massage. So my question is, what's the word on, uh, on just hitting the spa with your boys? Is that is that kind of a weird move or is it kind of nice? Honestly, the manicure was very, very underrated. Uh, so, yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a weird move, but but go off. Who cares? I don't think this is a weird move. To and do with your boys, it's a little go bit the weird. f off. No, I I really don't think so. First of all, I'm sure Will talked about the spot, the montage. Oh yeah, uh, that we were at this weekend, and he and my friends Thompson and Alex literally spent more time there than they did at the pool because <laughs> <laughs> they were doing like a rotation of like the cold pool, the whirlpool, the sauna, the steamer. Etc. And unfortunately, we didn't have time to like do massages or facials or get manicures. But spas are awesome, and especially if you can find a great one. Like the one at the montage was really nice because it was kind of like a scene. Like a lot of times when you're at a spa, especially if you're like Lake Austin Spa is a great example. It's very nice, but it's like very quiet. So you have to know kind of what situation you're getting yourself into if you're going for like the serenity. And not having your cell phone around and you're just going to be quiet and like whisper all day long. That's fine. And there's always a time and a place for that. But we actually at the montage, it was like a scene, like all the, it was like all these ladies like talking. We were having a great time. Everyone was like getting their steam on. I think there's a difference in doing it on vacation or just like a random Wednesday, like call your boys up. Hey, let's go get a spa off, you know, after work, like a vacation is totally different because it's like you're in vacation mode and yeah. you do everything together Well, that's with your what friends. this guy was doing though, right? They were like- Did in, he say he was on vacay? I think he said that they were maybe in Charleston or something before okay. everyone else got there. Then yeah, that, that's that's much more- I mean, also- Not have, that you can't do I it. I love the move of getting there like a day early and just- Just having a spa day? And then just going into whatever trip you and your boys have, like just- 
God. you know, your best self. I love a good spa. And like manicures and facials are great. Like manicures don't do much for me. Uh, a facial, I Let love me see getting your fingers. Oh, I have great, I have great situation on my fingers. You actually have great nail beds. Thank you. Okay, Will don't has trash oh, nail beds. No. Yeah, we all know it. I think he's self conscious though. He is. Well, he also did he did he bite his fingernails too? Yes. And for a long time, I was making him get weekly manicures to stop. Wait a minute. I was. <laughs> what is his life? You shouldn't have told us that. Well, okay, I was because I wanted him to stop the habit and it stopped him for a while. Biting your nails is a very gross habit that I used to do. Um, he has little nubs for and fingernails. And it's also really unhygienic. Like they look catch painful. diseases yeah. and stuff. So Damn. part of the, again, I probably shouldn't be sharing this, but I basically made a deal with Will that I was like, I will pay for all of your manicures if you don't destroy them. But if you destroy it, you have to pay for it. And so I was like buying him manicures weekly. But then he started biting his nails again. So I told him that we had to fix that before the wedding because we can't have his hands like be in pictures with trash nail beds. I'm just so happy that I've learned that information. Weekly but also, mannies. I mean, probably weekly. not weekly, probably bi-weekly. Anyway... I think some people, especially if you work with your hands a lot, like you have callous hands, like Curtis, when he was playing baseball, would like get manis and petties in the off season because his hands and feet were like disgusting. And he like, it was like his guilty pleasure. So I feel like getting a manicure, getting your nails looking dope, not a bad thing. I need the petty. A petty is great too for my, like the summer. My you toes slough that shit off. They don't look good. And I noticed that like, and I'm going to be in yoga and people are going to see my bare feet. It's just, I don't want to be grossing these people out. And it feels great. You get a it does massage. feel great, yeah. I'm more of a facial massage guy than I am a, a mani-pedi guy. That doesn't surprise me. Why, why is that? Just because you do a lot of work with your hands <laughs> at home. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Well, you do carpentry and whatnot. I, I don't. You like to whittle. No, I don't do that either. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway. All right. All right, let's do the next one. Hey, Dylan, Dave... And Sally, uh, George from Florida here. Quick question. If you had to watch one actor and only his mo- his or her movies, which one would it be? For me, I would probably do Robert Downey Jr. Because I love him in all the Marvel movies. And yeah, that's pretty much it. He's a funny dude. All right. Thanks. All right. That's um, pretty good. That's you a have, good question. It is a good question. It has to be a tier one A-lister because they only take on good movie roles in, like, good movies with, like, okay, reputable see, actually, directors. And- that's my my answer was going to be, like, pick someone who's, like, always the best friend or something that's just in, like, a lot of movies so you get a good variety. And who's Judd Apatow's like, wife? Uh She's like that uh, in like every freaking yeah. comedy. I yeah. can second see her face. I don't know her name. Uh, is it Leslie? Yeah, Leslie something maybe. Something. Yeah, someone like that where you're like, she might not always be the main role, but she's in like a supporting role, but yeah. like they're pretty good movies. Two two actors come to mind for me right off the top of my head, and it is uh, Leo and Brad Pitt, who coincidentally just, who just co-starred in uh, that Tarantino movie. But they both, they don't take a role unless it's like, Awesome. Right. You get all the Oceans movies mm-hmm. uh, with Brad Pitt, which would be great. Uh, and he's just in a, a bunch of, like, power movies. 
A See, bunch. I think I was going to say Julia Roberts okay. for the same reason of having all the Oceans movies, <laughs> but then also having some like good rom-coms. Yeah. Here's yeah. something you have to think about. If you pick an older actor or actress, their catalog is going to be limited. Like, so 20 years from now, they're probably not going to be doing too much. Now, you want to pick somebody young, like in their 20s, Emma, what's the redhead, Emma Watson? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. You pick her, she's got a good 30 or 40 years left in her That's career. That's true. So you're going to get new material. Or you could go with The Rock and just see every action movie there ever is. That's the answer. <laughs> or Kevin Hart. And then you or just Kevin get Hart. a um, bunch of randoms. This is hard because I don't feel like... There's one specific person that I'm like a huge fan of. And then you know like, like Daniel Day-Lewis, who might be the best actor out there. Mm-hmm. He's very selective. So you don't get many. He does like get many one options. every five years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So even though he he nails all of his roles, that's not a big catalog. Also no comedy. Yeah. I, I think this question was hard for me just because I don't feel like there is one person that I'm like, I don't have a favorite actor or actress. Yeah. And... You know, I think there's some people who like love Robert Downey Jr. Who are like, oh, he's in that movie. I'm going to go see it no matter what. And that that's was a good one from that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Matt Damon's not a bad one. All the Bourne Matt movies. Matt is not a bad one either. And Rounders. And he's just been in a bunch of good movies. Let me throw out. I'm going to go Seth Rogen. Okay. Yeah, not bad. I, And I'm not even a huge Seth Rogen fan or anything. Like I like most of what he does. But he's pretty prolific. And he's constantly doing different styles of comedy. So I think you're going to get some variety there. And I think he's dabbled with some uh, some more serious roles. Maybe I'm confusing him with Jonah Hill. I think you might be confusing him with Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill's, Hill's not a, a bad one. That's not a bad one. You know what? And Fuck, he, does, he does comedy and he does, you know. I'm going Jonah Hill. Okay. That's good. I know. Moneyball. Moneyball. Wolf of Wall Street. Do you want to go through his entire catalog? We can't. <laughs> Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Also, Leo's in that. Yeah, Leo's not a bad one. Yeah, I, th- I think we did. We gave some good options here. We did. I feel bad for not saying any actresses. I don't want to seem sexist, but well, you are. No, I'm not. Sally I mean, and I did. You didn't. Yeah, like some people would be like Meryl Streep, but honestly, no, no. like no, that ain't it. Uh, who was like a who's a? Okay, how about Kristen Wiig? She, she's you know, like you know, his movie catalog right. is like enormous is Nicole Kidman. I feel like she's like always in an Oscar winning movie. Ooh, Tom Cruise. He's been in a ton of good movies. <laughs> you just can't get away from dudes, man. I can't. He, I, think about it. The mission, all the mission impossible movies and Top what's your Gun, favorite Top Tom Tail. Cruise movie? Top Gun. Top Gun. Easy. Mine's a few good men. And the new Top Gun's coming out. Have y'all ever seen A Few Good Men? It's a great Of course, movie. it's fantastic. So fucking good. Fantastic. Although his love interest with Demi Moore doesn't like really make sense to me. Why? Because Tom Cruise is like four foot nothing and she is way too like masculine. But he's a, he's a very handsome man. I don't really get Tom Cruise's love interest, to be honest. And I don't know if I'm thinking that just because of like all the weird Scientology stuff. Probably. but That's how Will is about Tom Cruise. I, I don't know why. I I kind of don't even believe his like love interest in Top Gun. He was too hot for her in Top Gun. I I also actually most unbelievable is Jerry Maguire because I do not believe him in Marina, like their relationship to me doesn't seem very deep or loving at all. 
I think you need to put a little bit more respect on on Tom's name. Sorry. I'm sure Scientology is going to come after me now. So they haven't gotten Will yet. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) To the next one, Dave. Sup, squad. The guy I'm exclusively dating has a female gym partner. They take and post selfies and work out most days together. He probably sees her more than me at this point. She was around before we met, and I am not a jealous person, so it didn't bother me until I worked out with him. She was extremely flirty, like extremely. He was obvious or at least acted to, oh, excuse me, oblivious or at least acted to be. I don't know. I know I don't have a right to say anything, but should I be concerned here? Thanks. Why don't you have a right to say anything? Yeah, I think you do. You uh, definitely have a right to say anything. You should, I think you should be very worried about this situation. Um, Having a, a female, as a guy, having a female gym partner in workout constantly together, like it's it's almost impossible not to have like some sort of attraction there, I would think. Right? I mean, I don't know anything about like working out, so surely you know something you s- about working out. Well, I'm just something. saying like about having gym partners. But to me, trust your gut on this. First one. of all, it's unnecessary to have a gym partner for one. Number two, if you are gonna have a gym partner, it makes more sense to have um a guy gym partner if you are a guy, because you lift a similar amount of weight, you do similar workouts, that kind of thing. To have a female partner is good. Like it's it's. I mean, oh, I'm not, it's not for me. I'm, but yeah, I'm sure it's fine. But it is. We I don't really know anybody who has a female gym partner, unless they're in a relationship. Like you see them around. We see them around the gym all the but, time, and they're like they're couples. Yeah, yeah. Because like I rarely see them doing like on the same machine together, though. You know what I mean? Like doing the same stuff. So maybe sometimes, but it, this is strange and like. I'm wondering if it's like a CrossFit situation, which you have a lot more commingling in that. Right. As opposed to just going down to your... That's more of a group goals. workout, right? Yeah. And this is a partner. So from a I not workout perspective, I think she is right to feel uncomfortable. She definitely should say something. Stuff like this, always trust your gut because it could be nothing, but I feel like I don't think women in, intuition is very strong and... She probably realizes, like, I feel like sometimes when this is going on, and maybe he is oblivious, but he might be oblivious to the fact that his gym partner's in love with him. You know what I'm saying? It posts selfies together. Yeah. Like, you don't do that unless this you're into This makes me that uncomfortable person. in general, and I would have a problem like, with Like, imagine it. me and you going and working out together and posting, like, getting a selfie off at the end of the workout. Like, that would just be very it would weird. would be weird. And I... And Will would be like, what the fuck's going I on? I think, like... I don't, I don't know how, if she was around for forever and they're that close, like, I don't know if her confronting him is going to like do anything besides like kind of piss him off. But do you want to be in a relationship with someone who spends a significant, a significant amount of their time with someone of the opposite sex that like, she's wearing spandex and they're getting all sweaty together to me. Just saying, I have always maintained that I, when guys and girls are like best friends, I still always think and i know that this exists but i just don't think there is a opposite sex platonic relationship i think that one person is always attracted to the other i know that i i know there's plenty of examples of it where can happen but i think it, it's extremely rare and some people are just lying to themselves but i think when you're ignoring. this close i'm talking about people who are this close like they're close enough that they go to the gym together every day they're posting selfies together like when you're at the gym especially if you have a gym partner don't you feel like you're talking about stuff. You're like having maybe not deep conversations, but a like 
Oh yeah. You're you're putting emotional stuff into that because you're like bonded to them. So These two are obviously very close. Yeah. I just think to me, this makes me uncomfortable. I think you should say something. Absolutely. Yeah. You have, and don't say you don't have a right because you of course you do. It's your significant other who I assume you are exclusive with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It stinks. It's very odd. I don't like it, it one stinks. bit. I don't know. You know, it, it's odd even if nothing's happening. Like it's still like what's this guy? Like can't yeah? Can't you just work out with a a, a buddy or yeah. by yourself? What do yeah. you need her yeah. for? I don't know. I'm sure. And you know what? Like unless she's just butt ugly. Yeah, that's that would fair. that would be helpful. Here's the thing <laughs> though: this, this girl's probably very type A, probably very alpha. If she's got a male gym partner, so she's probably like when 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 this person who wrote this in went and worked out with them, she's probably really competitive and like really trying to like. Rub it in like, oh, I've known this guy longer than you. Like, there's probably something there, like on her end. I'm not saying the dude, but in the dude, if there was uh, uh, some chemistry between them, I kind of believe that the dude is oblivious. Otherwise, like, why would he have invited her to go work out? Fair. You know what I mean? Right. Fair. Well, unless he's like a total idiot. Yeah. Very possible. Speaking of idiots, can I talk about myself real quick? Sure. <laughs> if you're like me, you're not always paying attention to your bank account balance. Well, we've got the Dave app. The moment you see you're going to be overdrawn, it's too late. So you end up spending like $37 on a cup of coffee thanks to bank fees. That's why I like the Dave app. Their whole motto, they put an end to overdraft fees for good. It's like a safety net. Everybody needs a safety net. It's the number one budgeting app in America. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. We've done this before. I knew you did. You can advance. Look, they'll advance you $75 from your next paycheck if you were to overdraft. It's going to protect you. You need that. Yeah. Get the Dave app, and for just $1 per month, it's $12 a year. It's way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. I needed this when I was out of college. You're leaving, was, mo- you're leaving more money on of the table by not, by not doing this, basically. Yes. Look, Mark Cuban's an investor in the Dave app because he got crushed by overdraft fees in his 20s, and he wants you to never pay an overdraft fee again. Do it. Three million people already use the Dave app. They save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees. Again, it's the number one budgeting app for a reason. Go to dave.com slash mail-in. I sold them that URL. Did I tell you that? I didn't. I, I made didn't hundreds that. of dollars off that. I did I'm not kidding. That. That's, that's a little humor. Go to dave.com slash mail-in. It helps the show if you let them know you heard it from us on the mail-in pod. Download the Dave app and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Dave.com slash mail in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Hey, you want to finish it up here? Yeah, we right. have one more question, people. Howdy, folks. Is this from Big Tex? <laughs> Howdy, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm a slightly below average looking to average looking dude. With a good personality that is friendly to everyone. But this one chick that is definitely into me keeps narking my chill. We work together and she is great, but I am simply not sexually attracted to her. Or attractive to her, excuse me. How do I get her to stop lingering when I have really done nothing to put out sexy time vibes to her without being an asshole? So he's not attracted to her. Right. Okay. She apparently is into him, even though he's uh, slightly below average. Good personality. To average though. looking, but he's he's got a bomb personality, which you love you love to see. 
What Love is it. narking my chill? I don't know. I don't know, but I've I'm going to start that. using it probably. I feel like when I heard narking, I thought maybe she was like doing the infamous cock block. She keeps narking my chill. Yeah, I, I have no idea what that means. We, we learn new phrases on this on this show, don't we? That's why I love these, it. Keeps us young. The, the lingo these kids use, it, it always it always uh, teaches us something. Narking um, my chill. So what do you do when somebody narks your chill? When someone narks my chill, you have to, you have to, you definitely got to put out the vibe that you're not reciprocating. If it doesn't work and she keeps advancing, that's when you have to like have a little combo about it, I think. It sounds like he might need to have a combo about it already. It does. It does sound like that. But because maybe he's not doing enough yet to get off, give off the vibe that he is not interested. Right. I mean, okay. Maybe he just thought, because I, I feel like him saying that he is a slightly to below average looking guy made it seem like he's confused as to why she's into him or something. No. Possibly. But if you're not into this girl, and especially if you work with her, I feel like you got to just tell her like, hey. Hey, you stop narking my chill. Stop narking my chill. And it's obviously going to be kind of awkward because you all see each other all the time. But I think you need to maybe be like, next time she makes an advance towards you, just be like, I really don't want to date someone I work with. Man, it's really making him, if he's going to be inclined to, you know, email strangers about it, it's definitely bothering him. You know, right. I wonder how aggressive this, this chick is. Right. Cause is she like just being flirty? Cause what's weird is if, if she's not like actively coming on to him and she's just being flirty and narking his chill, like, and everyone likes to be flirted with. Right. It's but like, he's taking matter, it as like a, is. you're coming on too strong him confronting her and her just being like, this is my personality will be really awkward. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. but if she's like constantly hitting you up to like get drinks after work and shit like that. Maybe you just say like, hey, I like to keep my work and personal life separate. Yeah. Because you know what? Then you're not telling her you're not attracted to her. You're that's just right. like being professional. You let her down easily that way. Yeah. I think that's the I move. I think that's perfect. <laughs> do you have, what's I'm a, still loving narking my chill. Narking my chill. Hey, um, do you have a bonus question by chance? Hey, you know, you know Dave and I are fully booked for Cabo, right? You're fully booked. Yeah. Fully torqued and fully booked. Hotel, ah, hotel's booked. Me. Flights are booked. Are y'all at at the salas? Only thing left to do is uh, buy a gift. Uh huh. And then uh, I'm gonna be fully ready. Okay, might actually, get a, might get a new suit off. Wow. Because it's it's like a beachy situation, right? Uh huh. So I might get like a, a tan suit or something. Uh, okay. Here. Uh, slow down, Obama. <laughs> what? You got in trouble for a tan suit. Yeah. That's the. Reference. So here's a question I have. <laughs> And uh, this is my bonus question, and it has to do with weddings. Is it a trash move to go off the registry, get them something that's not on the registry? No. It's got to be dope, though, because it's bold. Like, you have to come correct. Right. You go off registry. Don't don't hit them with, like, an Amazon gift card. So if, if you're really close to that person, like, if I'm getting married and, I, like, one of my best friends is getting me a gift, I expect you to go off the registry. So here here's the, the devil's advocate, and I... I actually always go off the registry because I get the same wedding gift for everyone, which I am now stopping doing. And I think Will and I are just going to start giving everyone cash. That's what he said. Yeah. Cause it's easier. And honestly, wouldn't you prefer to just like get a check? Maybe probably might seem impersonal. I just don't care. But I was talking to someone yesterday and she was like, "Ugh, don't go off the registry. She was like, you just get so much shit. There's like, you just want the stuff that you wanted in the first place, not like a random trinket 
whatever. I feel like this is less of an issue, like, if you're close with the bride and groom because you know, like, okay, I'm going to get them something dope and they're going to really like it. And it's more of an issue with, like, grandparents and, like, yeah. parents' friends who, like, get you something. You're like, I didn't really want this. I think a good rule of thumb is if you are going to go off registry, it has to be an obvious upgrade. From, from something what, that already from was what on you their registry? Given, what you would have gotten for them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he got me, you know custom boots with my initials engraved in them or something like that. Like that's not on the registry, but like that's obviously an upgrade of what you would have gotten them. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering when she said that, I'm like, is what I've been giving people such a trash move? Like the whole time. What was your standard gift? My standard gift is a Texas shaped cutting board, cutting board with their initials and a heart and the date on the city where they got. See, that's a great wedding gift. Unless they didn't get married in Texas, in which case I usually either don't give it or I give it without the date and just a heart and their initials on where they live in Texas. If they live in Texas. We also did it for Michigan. And the reason that's a great gift is because Michigan and Texas are great state shapes. And Uh, the Texas one is huge and you can like use it as a cheese board and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like you can't be doing that if like for Colorado. It's It's basically a square. Yeah. You know, or the Florida one is like the size of my phone. So. Yeah. Oklahoma is not very functional shape. Yeah. It's got the long panhandle. Yeah. So. That's why I've done it because pretty much all my friends are from Texas and most of them got married in Texas. And I feel like it's like a kitchen thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. All of my friends have given me rave reviews about it, but maybe they're just like, I think that's a great gift. I don't know. And as someone who has like cheap cutting board situation at my, at the crib, like I would really appreciate that. Yeah. But I'm not getting married. So. Maybe I'll just get you one that has a heart in Austin Aww. and just like a D. <laughs> Maybe a P for the homie too. Yeah. No, because then it'll look like you're married to I'll just put like. Yeah, can't do that. I'll just put the shiveries. There you go. Yeah. All right, that's it, guys. Did you have fun? I had fun. I'm in a better mood now. So Good. thanks for lifting my spirits You're very up. welcome. That's what we do here at the Maryland. Dave, did you have fun? I had a wonderful time. Good. Uh, all right, remember the hotline number is 888 362 6245 or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio. We will catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.